to a new season of Impact. I am your host, Sam Iniguez, the Director of Communications for Merced Union High School District. We start our third season with the bang as we welcome former Merced High softball star, Madeline Bubba Nichols to the show. As many of you know, Bubba was a member of Team USA and played at the Tokyo Olympics this summer where her team won the silver medal. Our conversation covered many topics, including what it's like playing the sport you love on the world's biggest stage, the subsequent media tour, and how her experience playing at Merced High prepared her for the next level. We at the Merced Union High School District Communications Department hope you enjoy this episode of Impact, and be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet so you don't miss future episodes. Here is episode one of season three, Bubba Nichols. We have a very special guest joining us. Um, you saw her this summer playing softball with Team USA at the Olympics, uh, where she won a silver medal. And you've probably seen her on the news. She's been doing a lot of that uh, recently. Um, she's uh, Merced's very own Olympic hero. Um, our guest today is Madeline Bubba Nichols. Thank you for coming on our podcast today, Madeline. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. May I call you Bubba? Yes, of course. Awesome. And, and just for those uh, listening who, who don't know, where, where did that uh, nickname come from? Um, so when I was younger, it came from my dad, first and foremost. But when I was younger, um, there was a lot of girls that, on the teams that I played for named Maddie or Madeline or Madison. And for some reason, that just seemed to be a common name for my generation. Uh-huh. And um, my dad's family is from Tennessee and uh, the name nickname Bubba is kind of a term of endearment so he's just kind of always called me Bub or Bubba since um, usually boys are called Bubba and but with my parents don't have sons and I'm the closest thing to an athletic boy I guess in the family so they my dad just called me Bub and Bubba and he started cheering for me at my softball games and would say Bubba and then my teammates and my coaches they liked it and they thought it was funny at first and it just kind of stuck throughout my career and I thought it would be kind of fun to have it in college too. Yeah it, it's a great nickname um, so now uh, we're all in the know. Um, so I was saying earlier you've done a lot of uh, you've been on this whirlwind uh, media tour you've done a lot of tv newspapers and uh, saw you at the city council and the board of supervisors meetings. So what's it been like these past few weeks for you? It's been pretty busy. I would say that I've done a lot of things around Merced that I never have done in my entire life. So it is pretty nice to experience new parts of Merced. I've never even been to a city council meeting before. So (laughs) I don't even think I've even been in the building before. So it was kind of, it was really a cool experience for that to be my first time. Um, But I've had a lot of support and a lot of people that have reached out around Merced too, which it's really nice because I'm meeting new people and I'm able to show people the medal. And it's been, it's been very, it's such an honor just to be able to meet new people. Yeah. I bet that's probably the, the first thing people ask is if, can they, can they hold it? Right. Oh yeah. And I, I love when people ask because I feel like that's the whole point of the medal is not just to have it for myself. I feel like everyone <laughs> should be able to hold it and wear it if they want. Right on. And then you were, you were also in your, with your teammates on the Today Show. What was that like? That was pretty cool. Uh, Michael Phelps was actually 10 feet away from us doing oh, wow. his interview. So it was really awesome just to be able to meet him and um, 
we saw some other athletes that came in for interviews, but it's so, it was just such a crazy experience with how much is put into it that I didn't even know that was how much went on behind the scenes of the Olympics. So it was really just um, incredible. And it's so cool that everyone from Merced got to enjoy it with me, even though I'm so many miles away in a completely different country. Right. Um, how does it feel for you personally to, to draw attention and, and bring so much awareness and, and hopefully new fans to the sport that you just grew up loving? Yeah, I, I was honestly very honored to, when I got named to the Olympic team in the first place, um, because I hadn't been in this, in the Olympics for 13 years. So I knew there'd been a lot of women uh, that missed the opportunity to be on such a big stage. And for the longest time, I, I never really knew why softball was taken out because I remember watching it in 2008 and I was only 10 years old mm-hmm. and two of my teammates were on TV at that time. So right. that's, what's crazy about it. And then just growing up through high school and college and um, really working towards you know, a goal that you don't even know if it's going to happen. It is kind of a whirlwind of a journey because it's kind of like you're shooting in the dark. It feels like, you know, you're, you're working so hard, but you have no idea if it's going to be in the Olympics, but then for it to come back and see honestly how much the sport has just grown, not only in the U S but all around the world, but then for other people who just simply like the Olympics to be so in awe of the sport in general it's really amazing and I think it's such an amazing opportunity for the sport um and for every young girl that plays the sport because there's a lot of more people a lot more people that it piqued their interest to pay attention to now that the Olympics are over even sure sure um tell me about when you found out you were going to be on the team what was that process like and and then when did it sink in for you it's was definitely a, I feel as though I don't have a typical uh, story when it comes to finding out that I made the team. A lot of girls I've come to find have very similar stories, but for me, I was very calm. I kind of, I wanted to treat it like it was any other day. We had a week long tryout in Oklahoma city Uh and um, the very last day we were there, they were going to send us an email with a list of the women that had made the team. And I knew that they were sending an email, but in my head, I don't like getting too excited for things because I don't want to have utter disappointment if it doesn't happen. So I really try to keep it neutral. And um, I just remember I was in school at the time and I was just wanting to just do my homework because I was treating it like it was any other day. And um, my UCLA teammate, Rachel Garcia, she texted me and on my laptop, uh, the little text messages, they can, they pop up. And when I was typing my essay, all I saw was a text from Rachel and it said, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And at first I just read that and I thought, that's nice. You know, I'm sure (laughs) she made the team and she's just saying that she's proud of me, but then she just, I don't know. There was just something that was like, you need to open the email. You need to open the email. So then I opened the email and I saw my lit, my name on the list. And I was like in shock. And I just sat there for a minute and I just like slowly closed my laptop and like 
didn't even know what to process. And then I just texted my mom. I didn't even call them. I just texted them. And immediately they called me. And then it didn't really hit me until I went down to the lobby and I saw all of the other girls that made the team and they were crying and they were jumping up and down and I actually got to see their excitement. So then I was like, well, this is actually happening. And then the rest was history. Oh, that's a great story. Um, before you left, did anyone uh, give you any advice? Anyone reach out to you? Um, I didn't get any advice per se. I, I would say probably one of the most memorable things was um, our coach for the USA team. He he had been an assistant coach in the Olympics before prior. Um, so he he's already been to the Olympics before, but it, this was his first time as a head coach. And after we had all come together and celebrated in the lobby, we decided to drive over to uh, the softball field at the Hall of Fame Stadium in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And we were still all in our pajamas or in our sweats or whatever we woke up in. And we just decided to play catch with one another because it was just kind of to stop and just appreciate softball and what it's what it's gotten us to. And so we all went to a field and looking a mess. Everyone was just, I don't even think some people brushed their teeth because they were just so fixated on a list, but we were just playing catch. And then we just took pictures after and just appreciated the moment. Oh, that's nice. Um, so you were the youngest, I thought I read this, you were the youngest player on the team. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, was, the youngest, was that uh, intimidating? It, a little. Um, my roommate during the Olympics was actually Kat Osterman. She's the oldest. So it was very, it, I think it was an amazing experience to be her roommate. And um, I, I wouldn't say that they ever treated me like I was the youngest. And I think that's something I'm very appreciative of because at the end of the day, the game doesn't know age. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you can swing a bat and throw a ball and catch a ball the same as how someone that's 13 years older than you, that's good enough at the end of the day. And so that's something I really appreciated, but being with Kat and having her as my roommate, it was very nice to pick her brain about things that were not softball. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, she taught me a lot about just life. And I've noticed that softball taught her a lot about life. And um, it was really cool just to have her tell me some things that she's learned throughout the years and appreciating every moment. And it just made me very grateful. And I take that advice with me. I'll take it for the rest of my life, really. I can imagine. I mean, you said um, she had played in, in the last time that the sport was in the Olympics, right? Yeah. That must have been. Was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, give us a sense of what it's like uh, stepping onto a field and, and knowing that you're representing your country. Ooh, yeah. That, um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah. Um, because it's something that even to this day, people ask me what the experience is like. And I, I have a hard time describing it because like I said earlier, you don't know how much is put into it until you're actually in it. And I always saw it from the spectator's point of view, from the crowd and would see 
how well these athletes looked and how much they put in their effort and their craft. But then I didn't notice ever, and no one else really does, of how much is put into it when they're off of the field or the track or the court, whatever it is. Um, so I, I mean, just like representing my country though, I, I think that it was just something that really brought a lot of joy to my heart when I saw the other athletes for, from Team USA because I had never met any of these people ever in my entire life, had no idea. I, I mean, I would hear, I've heard of some of them from previous Olympics or just their success in previous events or in their competitions, but it was kind of like one big family of like distant cousins that you're like, wait, we're family. I didn't even realize that we were related, you know? Right. And uh, when we were walking around Olympic village and you see that between every country, every country has that tight bond of we're representing something bigger than ourselves. It really puts into perspective of how amazing it is. Wow, I'm from USA. I am, that's that like that's the greatest country because this is our home, you know? Yeah. And just to be a part of that with other Team USA athletes, it really put into perspective of, oh my gosh, like this is something that is far bigger than just myself. And it's far bigger than honestly softball. It's a lot to a lot of people. And it really, it was really an honor. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. And then also talk about um, being from Merced and stepping onto the world's biggest stage. I mean, have you, <laughs> what's that like? Oh yeah. I, being from, I think it, it didn't really hit me how big of a stage it was and how s small Merced was compared to it when I, after I came back and went home to just my parents' house. And I was just kind of in awe of, I just came back from that and I would see commercials on TV of other athletes and they were being sponsored by all of these big brands and it didn't hit me that I was just there until I would, until like a little couple weeks later. And to me, to this day, it still doesn't really hit me. I'm, I'm kind of just going day by day and enjoying where I'm at, but um, just seeing how Merced it's, it is compared to the rest of the world. It's, it's small, but I think that it's, it really is incredible how supportive everyone is of of those moments for people, not just myself, but a lot of people that have had opportunities outside of Merced. It really shows just how tight knit of a bond this whole community has. And I think that's something that honestly, the rest of the world kind of needs. And it was something that I was able to bring to my team um, since we're all over the, from the US and I could be with them in Tokyo, such a foreign country. And I was able to connect with them and appreciate our small team of 18 because I've come from a community that we're together all the time and we really need to rely on one another to just get through the hard stuff and appreciate one another through the easy stuff. Had, had any of your um, teammates heard of Merced or could, were you able to explain to them where it was just kind of like just north of Fresno? Is that, you know, something like that? I was always one hour north of Fresno yeah. was how I always described it. And then I always described it that we're two hours from everything. We're two hours from the city, two hours from Yosemite right. and two hours from the beach. 
And um, they're like, I've never been to that part of California. <laughs> I'm like, a lot of people haven't, or they've just driven right through it. But I think that's what's so amazing about it is that um, it's just so small, but at the same time, it's so huge in that it's the, it's part of that concept of the little town that's overlooked whenever you're traveling to California. But at the same time, a lot of big people come from such a small town, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just, I'm just so fascinated with, um, you know, the, just the, the journey you've been on. Um, so other than your winning the silver medal, what, what else stood out from you from your Olympic experience? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like the biggest thing for me, and I've said this to a few people is the relationships that I've made along the way. Um, not only have I gotten closer to my teammates, that one was definitely amazing. And, um, but probably just the relationships I made with other athletes from other sports, um, people that were from Japan, we had translators that live in Japan and they wanted to know more about us and just being able to sit down with them and talk to them about where I'm from and what all the things that I've had to go through and even hearing about their experiences, what they had to go through to get to where they're at. It was, it was really something that to this day I can, if I know I can probably call them up or shoot them a message and they have so many memories with me that we can, um, like share later in the future. And I think that's, what's what I cherish the most is those relationships last more than any medal. Hmm. And I think that the lessons that I learned from all of those people, that's what I can teach to anyone that I meet with. And I think that's why it's that medal represents those relationships, not necessarily winning second place or getting second place in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's much more than just an accolade really. Did you get to do any sightseeing while you were there? Um, we just did sightseeing from the bus, really. <laughs> they, we had a, our softball venue was like 45 minutes away and we would have to bus every day, but, um, we had to be in a very tight bubble because of COVID restrictions and everything. But, um, Japan is a beautiful country. Um, just even going on a walk around the Olympic village and then we even stayed on a military base for the first two weeks. Hmm. Um, that was incredible just to see how different nature is and there was even like insects that were just I've never seen them in my entire life and it was just crazy to think that wait this exists like somewhere else and um but we did uh we did a lot of sightseeing while on a bus or a plane sure. or a train we'll be back to the show in just a minute did you know that MUHSD sites are now offering free COVID testing? This is great news for students who are identified as a close contact but don't want to miss any school due to quarantine. It only takes 15 to 30 minutes to get results, and if they're negative, the student can be sent back to class. But we can only test with parent consent. All parents have to do is register their student at the link on our website, muhsd.org. Or you can get a permission slip from the school's health services office. Don't miss out. Back to the show. So you did, you mentioned COVID and it actually postponed the Olympics uh, a year and that must've been a, a huge letdown for you. But so how did you and your teammates uh, stay sharp uh, over the year? Yeah, we had to get very creative. Um, I know for myself, I was staying at my mom and dad's house and uh, they have a 
they had a staircase. So I really was running up and down the staircase all the time to stay in shape. And um, thankfully I have a dad that can keep up with me a little bit. So he would go and help me practice um, all the time. And um, I, I think I remember some of my teammates saying they would use like anything they could find that was heavy in the house to lift so they could stay strong. So it was like milk cartons or heavy books or even suitcases full of clothes. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely an interesting way to train for the Olympics. Never would I have thought five years ago, if someone were to tell me, Oh, you were in the, the next Olympics, I would have never guessed that that's how I would have trained for the <laughs> Olympics. But, um, to be honest, it taught me a lot about just being grateful for everything that I have, all the resources and um, all of the help that I can get. And it really taught me to be creative because sometimes you don't need a big fancy weight room or a big track to be able to be prepared. Sometimes just making do with what you have is good enough. Um, and then so when the Olympics came back around, uh, a lot of people were still discouraging the Olympics from happening. Did, did you have any of that worry yourself? Um, I, I trusted, uh, just, I trusted everyone's, uh, professional opinion when it came to the restrictions and everything. I, I was kind of just following what I needed to do. Um, definitely, of course, I feel like anyone had their worries because of just how much COVID was just a, such a big scare to just society in general. But, yeah. um, ultimately I just, I felt like everyone was going to do what was best, um, for the greater good. And I trusted that. And um, just when I heard that the Olympics was going to be back, there was this initial, whoa, that was kind of unexpected. But at the same time, I, I knew a lot more people were sacrificing a lot of time and energy to research the healthiest way for us to play softball, <laughs> which I thought was really like to this day, I think it's kind of funny, but um, yeah, I mean, I trusted it and, and here, and we got it done. And, and so obviously one of the precautions was, was no fans. What was that like playing in empty, empty stadiums? Yeah, that was intense and in, in a good and a bad way. I, it really um, had its, its pros and cons. The cons definitely, we get a lot of our energy and a lot of our motivation from fans and just yeah. how much, you know, the crowd brings to a setting of a ball game and to not have that and to even look up in the stands and every seat was completely empty was kind of a, you know, like a sock in the face, like, oh my gosh, like I feel kind of alone, you know, like this is, what are we even doing here? That's what it kind of felt like. Um, but then there was also such a pro to it and that we had to really come together if just our individual team and coaches and make the intentional effort of doing whatever we could to be together because we knew we were all we had we're like there's literally no family here no friends here people that we know we only have each other and so we need to become even closer from this and I would say that was a huge benefit of it because it forced us to have to work on how can we create that energy that fans give us without them even being there yeah so, yeah that's some really great insight. Um, I want to ask you about um, your beginnings here in Merced. Um, mm -hmm. When did you start playing softball? I started playing softball um, actually in the city league. Uh, when I was four, I played the, I played T-ball. Um, and I, I wasn't just 
t-ball I actually played a lot of sports I remember I played basketball soccer um, gymnastics um, I would always go to track and field events to watch my dad play football games I didn't play football but I would always watch them but everything started out of Merced and the little uh, leagues that they had for children and um, honestly being a part of not just the t-ball but honestly every single sport league it really sparked my love for just sports. And then in turn, it made me come down to my love for softball in so specifically, um, just because the people, they were just so encouraging for us to be active. And cause you know, there's not a ton to do around in Merced. You can't right. really go hiking or go to the beach. So I really love that the community rallies around making sure everyone can get to sporting events, can be a part of sporting events. And so that was something that really encouraged me to just be all in in sports. Um, and then ultimately I just found my love of softball the most out of all of it. Great. And now talk about your, your experience at Merced high, um, the coaching and, and how that um, attributed to um, becoming the player and the person that you, you, you are and, and how that added to your, your fire. Yeah. Um, being at Merced High was awesome. I had my dad there. He's been a PE teacher there longer than I've been alive. So he's already known so many people um, at Merced High, not just from being a teacher, but also a coach for football and track. And um, growing up, I just always watched him and working with the high school athletes. So when I got to Merced High, um, it was definitely a little bit of a change because I went to McSwain Elementary and Typically, a lot of students go to like Buhat Colony or Atwater High School or um, schools that are more in the Atwater area. And so uh, my parents decided that I should go to Merced High because my dad was there. And um, it was just that's where my sister went. That's where my mom went. And so we felt that it would be a good thing for me to be able to um go to school where they're familiar and everything. And I was totally for it just because I, like I said, I've always watched my dad with Merced high athletes my whole life. Uh -huh. um, but just, I, I committed to UCLA pretty early. So I didn't get to play a lot of sports um, in high school, except for softball <laughs> and side note, but I'm so appreciative that the rule has changed now because <laughs> I think that if I, I, I would definitely have played more sports in high school if I didn't commit to UCLA so early. But um, the honestly, the softball experience was, it was just really amazing because it taught me a lot about myself and it taught me about my priorities and what I wanted to do. And it really motivated me to stay focused. Um, and a lot of the coaching, um, Bart McAfee, he was a former baseball player at such a high level. And um, he had a lot of great advice for me for just training. Um, and he would honestly sacrifice a lot of his time too, to hit me ground balls or, um, throw front toss and likewise with my dad and, um, and even just, um, people like Rob Scheidt being the football coach, he would always motivate me and Paul Hogue, they would always motivate me because they knew me ever since I was a baby, since, um, they coached with my dad and, um, they would always come out to my games and watch me. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what, how good I was doing or if I had a bad game, they would always come out and support me. And um, it really just made my love for playing at Merced High so much greater and seeing how much I'm honored there and respected is, it really is amazing because I've just grown up respecting the athletics there at that high school so much. 
um, to be a part of it. It's like really, it's really amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's great to go to that site and, and hear and just see the tradition that they have there with their, um, their sports, their athletics and, um, the names that have come out. Um, and you are one of them. That's definitely, uh, a thing. And, um, I, I remember watching this video. I don't, was it your senior year? You were the, um, is it the Gatorade? Yes. Softball yeah. player of the year. Yes. And you actually, um, they had um, Jenny Finch come to the school <laughs> and present you with the award. Uh, what was that like? Oh my gosh. To this day, I crack up because, you know, Merced High, the softball field's in the very, very back of the campus. And yeah. it's not a big flashy field. It's just like a little, a little softball field that it gets the job done for games and practices. And it was funny just because I, they fooled me into thinking it was just another practice. And here comes Jenny Finch who, you know, everyone in the softball world knows her. And of course I did. And she's just riding out on this little Merced high golf cart <laughs> out onto little Merced high softball field. So I just thought it was hilarious. And um, yeah, ever since she presented me the trophy, I was like, this is really happening right now. Like, <laughs> How is she even, she even knows where Merced is, you know, because of just how big she is, but. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great yeah. video. I, I recommend anyone listening to go and check that out. It's the Gatorade softball player of the year, uh, Bubba Nichols, just um, Google it or YouTube it. And it's, yeah, it's a pretty, it's like a couple minute video, but it's, it's a nice, and then they did a, a, a ceremony for you, you know, and you had a bunch of your teammates there and it's just a really mm -hmm. great um, video. Um, and then tell me about uh, your journey to UCLA and that how that uh, further, um, you know, added to uh, the kind of player and person you, you became. Yeah, UCLA was an amazing experience. Definitely not like Merced. LA is massive compared to Merced. So going to UCLA was kind of like, whoa, every person here is, you know, the best at their sport or they're some hometown hero type of thing. So it was just crazy to go to a setting like that, an environment like that, where I kind of just was a little bit of a culture shock, but at the same time I, I was able to kind of fit in and it, I was so welcomed. And um, I would say, honestly, the biggest thing about UCLA is they taught me the value of family away from our actual families. Um, that's something that my coaches there, they really took pride in teaching us um, that they have our backs no matter what. We would always have a saying about the brew and bubble and um, how tight knit we are even after you graduate. Um, and they also taught a lot about life again and that softball will not last forever. You need to be able to learn what career you want. You need to learn the types of people you want to surround yourself with and um, how you want to help the world and help your communities wherever you live um and so that's it's so valuable to me and honestly it just helped me to, to get to the olympic stage because i was able to take myself and put myself on the back burner and put others to be my priority and made my team become my first priority more than my own success um and i really taught to i learned it taught me how to be selfless and i feel like being a utility player that's incredibly important because you have to be ready for any position at any point. And um, if you're, if I was focused on myself, I would have never been able to become a utility player for the Olympic team, I think. And you definitely excelled uh, there at UCLA as well. Um, what advice do you have for uh, student athletes here uh, who are in the shoes that you were in um, 
boy, girl, uh, Merced, or any other, um, you know, site here in the district who, um, you know, they're good at what they do, but they may not think they have what it takes to be um, that world-class athlete, or, you know, even just to go to the next level, like in college and, and play the, the sport that they love. What would you tell that, that student athlete? Yeah. And I love that question just because I've seen so many athletes have come through Merced and um, they, they're so incredibly talented. I'm like, man, you're better than I was, you know, like that's just crazy how much potential you all have. And even today, just watching like the football players at Merced High and, and when they compete against one another at different high schools, like it blows my mind how much talent all of these kids have. Um, but I'd say like probably my biggest piece of advice, um, I, I feel like I have a lot of advice, but if I were to have one piece of advice, I would say don't ever give up when it gets tough because it will get tough. It's being from Merced it's incredibly far from a lot of resources and opportunities, but at the same time, it does not make you limited in your ability or your opportunities. And I feel like um, that's something that a lot of people growing up, I would hear it's too far or it's too much money or, and that, that's true. Like there is a lot of obstacles, but that's something my parents and I, we really had to overcome is those obstacles are only there so that they can propel you. You have to overcome those obstacles to keep going even further. And it seems difficult when it seems impossible. That is the launching pad for the next thing. You know, it's, it's kind of scary um, to really put yourself out there, especially when you have kids from, LA and Texas and all over the country from these big cities who are being paraded as if they're the next best thing. But at the same time, there's always the underdog. There's always the one that is not highlighted. And that's something that I really took pride in is always be the one that works hard in silence and the success was my noise. So I really just I really say appreciate being where you're from because you don't have that. If you don't have that spotlight, that's amazing because you don't have that pressure, but at the same time, use that as fuel to keep going even further because it can set you up for so much success when people don't even expect it. I love that. Um, great advice. Um, you mentioned your parents and I want to talk about you to talk about your, that support system and why that's so important uh, for uh, an athlete who, like you said, they need to get to places and they need uh, to spend a little money. How important was that support system for you? Yeah, that, that was incredibly important. Just having, I, I'm very fortunate to have parents um, that understood the value of those sacrifices and overcoming those obstacles, because I know that's definitely not something that everyone um, has the, just have parents that are like that, unfortunately, but um I think that's something they, they taught me a lot was, you know, it is going to take saying no to certain things that seem appealing. Um, you are going to, if you have a goal, if you have an ambition in life, it is going to be a sacrifice of saying no to those things that everyone else might say, hey, you should come and do this because it sounds more fun, you know, but um, my parents, they really also had to say no to a lot of things. It wasn't just me saying no to sleepovers or dances. They also had to say no to hanging out with their friends, you know, as adults. And um, 
they really, honestly, they taught me a lot about marriage and just how much they, a teamwork it is for just their marriage and seeing how much they both utilize one another to support me. Um, and it really taught me a lot about just being incredible role models um, at any age. And um, I just remember uh, my mom and dad, my dad would always take me to practices right after school or he would help me even though he just had a full day of work, he would go out front with me and just play catch. And there was days where I was like, no, I, I'm exhausted. I do not want to play catch. But he would always remind me, like, was it not just yesterday that you told me your goal was this? And I'm like, yes, I did say that yesterday. And then he would say, okay, well, that's the sacrifice. You need to put in the work if that's your goal. And if that's not your goal, we don't have to do it. But that, if that is your goal, this is what it takes. And um, same with my mom, <laughs> there's times where she would stay up with me until like two in the morning just to help me with my homework so that I wouldn't, you know, fall behind because we just drove home late from a practice. She would still stay up even though she had to go to work at 8 a.m. the next morning and help me with my homework because she wanted me to be successful in the school aspect too. And so it really took a lot of time and effort and financial sacrifice on their part and um and even now that just not them not being able to be at the olympics it was it was very heartbreaking because they were just as much in it as i was it was practically like they were right next to me on the field every game i played in um but they if you have those resources just really fully embrace them and appreciate them and take everyone's advice because when i was young you want to fight the advice you you think that you know it all because you've done it you're, you've done so many experiences but at the same time little did i know they knew way more than i did about how to prepare for whatever goals i had yeah uh, that's amazing i'm glad you brought up the 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 school the academic element because yeah student athletes they have to do it in the classroom first before they can get out on the field so that's that's really important um yeah. I, I have one more question for you bubba What's next? Are we looking at 2028 possibly? Yeah. Um, so I definitely, that's my big goal right now is to, um, to stay in shape and to prepare for 2028. I definitely uh, want to keep making the team each year um, and just uh, playing professionally, hope, hopefully next year after my wrist is healed. And um, I really, I really want to, um, get into coaching and helping at the collegiate level. So I'm actually going to be doing a master's um, at UCLA in coaching starting up here at the beginning of October. Um, and then after that, I actually want to try to pursue psychology or specifically sports psychology. Um, and so, yeah, I have a lot of goals and a lot of ones that are big and scary just as much as the little kids have goals about life too. So um, but I'm excited. Uh, hopefully I want to bring home a gold medal one day to Merced just as much as I did silver medal. Wow. That, yeah, I can totally see that happening. Um, and no matter what you've made us proud and you're going to keep making us proud. Um, thanks again for your time, Bubba. We really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. Okay. Impact is a production of the Merced Union High School District Communications Department. For more information about the school district, visit our website at muhsd.org and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and our handle is at MercedUHSD. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.